quick follow question. I wanted you to go a little more in depth about this, the content. So on your website, it has amenities and UTAs and UPAs. And I just, you know, it would be great if you explained a little bit more about how you have thought about that content, how you classify it, and how much of it you are literally, you know, t are you taking it off a website, crowdsourcing it, or working with the airlines to get? Yeah, great question. So, so the question is, what is airline-rich content? So I'll tell you a little, little short story as to how we started. Originally, we thought the problem is that there isn't well-structured, um, detailed content that you can integrate into flight shopping results by flight and cabin and fare. So we set about to go do that, and we thought it's impossible to go amass this kind of information. It's just too broad ourselves by researching it or getting airlines to provide it, et cetera. So we said TripAdvisor for flights. We'll build a flight review system. Kevin, you probably remember this, and David, I don't know if you were around mm -hmm. then yeah. watching us. Um, but we built this major flight review platform where we asked a ton of questions and then we parsed out all these little bits and pieces of, of content and, and matched them to plane types and plane and flight timings and airlines and cabins, et cetera. And it was a really interesting and hard project to do. But what we found is that there were some absolute gems of content and then there were some absolute duds. So for example, um, a wonderful guy became our number one reviewer and uh, he may be listening to this, uh, but he was obsessed with coat hooks on planes. And so every single review was about whether the flight had a coat hook in his seat or not. And he would rate the coat hook seats really high and he would rate the coat, you know, the no coat hook seats really low. And we were just looking at this saying, oh my God, we are, we're doomed. I mean, just, I mean, sorry, sorry, Robert. I'm yeah. It's an obvious follow-up, um, maybe a flippant one. I mean, what, what airline had the best coat hooks? Oh, gosh, I don't even... We were so into the existential dilemma of we're screwed <laughs> if we don't figure this out because nobody cares enough about coat hooks to build a whole <laughs> business on it. So I can't even answer that question, and we probably threw away all the data. But it's a good question, Kevin. Um, but we were scratching our heads that entire time saying, oh, my God, what are we going to do about this problem because clearly user generated content is 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 was like a good idea at the time but the reality is we've actually got to go david to your question we've got to just go research the data that consumers around the world need so what we did is we hired an intern and we started going to airline websites and looking at every one of their fleet pages and their um you know, yeah, basically their fleet pages and and on those pages in little bits and pieces, they would say what was on those planes. And so we started to, I mean, the reality, uh, the sort of sad reality is that the intern did it all on post-it notes. So by the end of the summer, we had about 2,000 or 3,000 post-it notes around our office. And we we're kind of looking at this and just, you know, all working so hard and trying to figure everything out and realizing um, we're going to have to put this into a spreadsheet and then ultimately a database, which is obviously what we did. So we built a database of subfleets of airlines around the world, um, you know, subfleet by subfleet. What a subfleet is, is um, take like a 757-200, but version one, version two, version three. So it's lower than the, even the long air, airline, aircraft uh, model. So 757-200 version one, two, three, four, five, in the case of an airline like United, perhaps. Um, and then, so we built this database of subfleets, and then we started populating it with 
data that we could find from wherever we could find it. It was airline websites, the um, vendors to airlines like Wi-Fi manufacturers, seat manufacturers. We bought the OAG file and we started parsing through the OAG is the global flights, one of the global flight schedule providers. And the data file has all sorts of bits of information in it, but very few companies probably, I don't think anybody has gone as far into the OAG flight um, file to just understand every single piece of information in there. And there were little clues to, um, you know, um, like how many seats were on a plane. And then by knowing that, we could figure out which version it was. And because we knew um, what was on each version, we then could match it to the global flight schedule. I hope this is making sense. And ultimately, basically come up with a enriched global flight schedule that had all of these amenities. That was where we, where we started. Um, then, and I, I'll be brief on this, we expanded into a new content type. That was, that's called amenities, what I just said. Then we decided that there needed to be even richer content. So we started thinking about how can we build uh, a content type with photos and videos and cabin tours and probably a little known fact, but we actually started doing banner ads that were very targeted on OTAs. And it would say like, if you searched for London to um, New York, it would say Delta offers these amenities on this route. So it was all targeted to what people were searching. Airlines loved what we were doing. We were helping them solve this big differentiation problem and you know, moving away from commoditization to differentiation and helping them talk about the products and services they were offering. Uh, and consumers liked it because they were getting some good information. And then the airlines came back to us and said, okay, we need to, um, we want to do this again, but you're making it too hard for us to provide all the photos. So we had another inflection point where we said, we should not be a media company. We should go be a data company and let the Sojourns and Adaras and intent medias of the world do, you know, travel, travel advertising and media. So at that moment, we had this big epiphany and we started building something called the Root Happy Hub, which was like one airline-specific content management system for product attributes for flights. And so we started building that out and then we created a, a new content type after amenities called UPAs, Universal Product Attributes. That's a content type that has pictures and videos and cabin tours and graphics and captions and things like that. Then to get to the end of this, there's then we started thinking about fares and all of the new kinds of fares that were emerging, like basic economy. And you know, you get a bag, you don't get a bag, you get a boarding, uh, you get a seat assignment, you don't get a seat assignment. And we thought um, our system can create a content type for that, uh, but it's territory that others we thought were were really occupying, like the GDSs, Sabre Amadeus Travelport, and maybe ATPCO, which ultimately ended up buying us. And uh, little by little though, we got this feedback from the market that we should go down that path to create structured data on what you get or don't get by fare. And so we went down that path as well. And that one, uh, that content type is called UTAs, Universal Ticket Attributes. So it's like the, the checks and Xs in grids that you see on airline websites and OTAs.